you know, I think of like uh, lines I want to say in the shower, and then I forget them <laughs> when I'm sitting here. I'm so like, write them oh, down, that'd then. be a great line. That'd be a great line. I do gotta <laughs> write them down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're good. Kick us off again. Hello and welcome back to the podcast To Kill a Deli Bird. We've got a great episode in store for you. This is the show that, you know, is gonna take you back to your childhood, hopefully with a new lens, maybe with an old lens, uh, maybe with no lenses. Not everybody needs glasses. <clears throat> this is gonna be, this episode that we're reviewing today I thought were pretty fun. They're definitely action-packed. Um, what, what do you think, Kellen? Oh, first of all, this is your co-host, Graham. And yes, got my other co-host here, Kellen. How you doing, Kellen? I'm lovely. And these were bangers, right? Oh, they're bangers. Absolute they're, bangers. They're sort of Classics. bottle episodes, but they're, Classic they're episodes. fun. Yeah, High action for Pokemon. So today, we're looking at the next two episodes. We're looking at... Episode 3, Ash Catches a Pokemon, and Episode 4, Challenge of the Samurai. Samurai? I hardly knew her. That was terrible. I think it might be the name of the episode, though. <laughs> I don't I don't think we'll so. We'll see if we think it's That doesn't make any is. sense. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. That's why it's amazing. No, it does Oh, oh God. So both, yeah, both we episodes were action-packed. They kind of felt like bottle episodes because we're in Viridian Forest now. And everything takes place in Viridian Forest. Is that the name of the forest? Viridian? Yep. Nice. Yep. Nice. So kick us off. You're the plot guy. I'm the saying nonsense guy. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, <laughs> let's get into this episode. I, I so, liked Ash Catches a Pokemon quite a bit. So when we last left our crew... Ash was about to catch a Caterpie. We were left on a cliffhanger. And we come into the episode, and it's immediate. We're right back into the action. He throws the ball. We get a very dramatic catch animation. And Ash catches himself a Caterpie. Right, so this is a Pokemon so weak that he can just throw the ball and catch it. He doesn't even need Mm -hmm. to battle at first. Can you do that in Gen 1? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's Pokemon that you don't need to weaken at all. Well, you don't need to weaken any Pokemon, technically. Okay, go on. Well, every Pokemon has a catch rate from okay. 1 to 255. Oh, we're and getting Pokemon, into the math, folks. This is why you're here. If a Pokemon has a catch rate of 255, that means that on full health with a regular Pokeball, there is a 33.3% chance that you will capture that Pokemon. 0.3 repeating, of course. Yes. So any Pokemon on Route 1 in Viridian Forest, basically, you got... You got a one in three shot of catching it from full health with a Pokeball. So just tossing balls, not a bad strategy. Yeah, yeah. and then nice Great Ball Ash. knocks it up by one point five. Alder Ball is uh, two times. It's just it, it's not hard. He looks like an idiot. He is an oh, idiot. Yeah. We he see idiot. a little bit of growth and learning in this in these episodes, mm-hmm. and I had some thoughts about that. Mostly that this is how the show is teaching people the mechanics of Pokemon. Yep. Ash is an idiot. So that they can be super explicit about this is how the world of Pokemon works. Mm-hmm. And we'll see it later. He This, this was kind of a, a fluke on his part because he tries to catch the Pidgeotto in the same way and doesn't, and he fails. He completely doesn't work. Yeah. So yeah. He, he is an idiot. It's not like yeah. he was, it's not like he knows the math. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wonder, don't know what the math is like in the anime world. I would like but. to learn about the statisticians of the Pokemon world who are like analyzing catch rates, understanding things about, you know, the underlying physics of the world. They have like statistical models, distributions for how different catching works. That's where I would work probably. <laughs> With the nerds. Yeah, I think I think you would. All right, so let's keep going through the episode. What's we, we catch the Caterpie, and then... And then, well, Misty hates bugs, we learn. Yeah, this is a huge topic. Her sideways glance, Ash is, uh, you know, loving this thing. She goes, takes a worm to love a worm. Oh, oh Misty. Absolutely roasted. And I got another am I the asshole moment right here. And this one's mm-hmm. a little bit less black and white than some of the ones we brought up in the other episode. So, to remind the audience, this is Reddit's Am I the Asshole, where people can post personal stories, and the Reddit community will vote on 
Are you the asshole in the story? Is the other person in the asshole? Are you both assholes? Or is nobody the asshole? So the am I the asshole moment here, I think really has to do with the dynamic of, cat, of caterper, caterper, <laughs> Caterpie and Misty. You got there. I got there. I got there. So Misty has a bug phobia, which Ash is incredibly insensitive about. On the other hand, I do get Ash's point that Caterpie is a being with feelings. It wants to be friends with Misty, and Misty is treating it like shit. Mm-hmm. So who is the asshole here? Because I think a phobia is a real thing, and Ash is completely insensitive about that, too. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go with, with uh, no assholes here. No assholes. Okay, it's just no a moment of here. learning for both yes. sides. Gotcha. Yes. I also want to amend a statement I made earlier about 33.3% chance. I'm looking on on a Bulbapedia. It says 43.9% chance. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. People would have been losing it in the comments. But, but, but. Feel free to is, lose it in the comments anyways, folks. That says in Generation 7. So prior to that, it may have been 33.3. Yeah, this but is Gen 1. And Gen sure. 1 is all that existed at this time. Mm-hmm. So that's the best math we got to go off of. Yes. So Misty's hatred of bugs, she has uh, an interesting line here where she she talks about her three most hated things, carrots, peppers, and bugs. And then Ash says, aside from you, what are the other disgusting things? Fucking roasted. Burn. Absolutely roasted. Burn. Burn. What are, you, what are your three most hated things? Uh, snakes. Um... I don't know. That's hard. It used to be thunderstorms when I was little. I was petrified of thunderstorms. I also had a thunderstorm phobia. Bad one. Would hit under, hide under tables. Let's say now mm-hmm. three most hated things: bigotry, injustice, <laughs> the the cold void of existence <laughs> itself. That was low low hanging fruit. I think. What? Why? It's like what are you? What are your pet peeves? Oh, I hate it when people. We'll leave the door open. Oh, that's a good one. I hate racism. That's not a pet peeve. That's just like, that, that's not in the same realm as what we're talking here. That's right. Carrots, peppers, slavery. And racism. <laughs> I think Misty had a perfect opportunity to get to get a voice out there. To really speak for something important. Instead of a <laughs> hatred of carrots and peppers. So... Misty keeps following Ash still, <laughs> regardless. She is clearly, you know, just wanting to join in on this journey. Ash asks her... Well, he wants her bike back. That's a bit of an excuse, right? We see him, her trying to follow him anyways. This is another Am I the Asshole moment, though, is Ash is like, when are you going to get over that dumb bike? Dude, you ruined her bike. <laughs> you stole her property and destroyed it. I think she's, you know, well and in the right just, of wanting her bike He's back. just like, when are you going to get over it? <laughs> <laughs> that was like two days ago. Yeah, Chill. Yeah. So that was that was pretty oh. hilarious. So, so we're, we're at nighttime. Yeah. Oh, great scene. And Misty, Misty is, is still... You know, really hating on Caterpie. But Caterpie and Pikachu are looking up at the moon and dancing. And it's very adorable. And Caterpie is dreaming of one day becoming a Butterfree. Foreshadowing. And it's just a very wholesome... It's a wholesome moment. He's just so it's, sad. It's very that, wholesome. That uh, Misty doesn't and like we've, him. We've given... I, I do like how we're getting personalities of, of a couple of these Pokemon now, at least. Pikachu is full of personality. Mm-hmm. Right? As, as sort of this, like carefree but kind of uh, uh, sassy sort of uh, <laughs> a creature who wants to be independent but but is loyal at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh, and Caterpie has these dreams of freedom right like it's it's actually an ambitious little worm I don't He's know if like it's dreams of up... freedom I think it's dreams not, of, not freedom from people but yeah. freedom in sort of like a he can fly. Physical sense. He wants to fly. He can he fly. To... He can fly. He can fly. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing. And when they wake up, they are afterwards. Ash and Misty are still fighting about mm-hmm. the bugs. Ash in the sleeping bag looks like a caterpie, right? He's <laughs> like so. So Ash is now scooting around in his sleeping bag. He looks. He looks like a a, a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. And Misty makes Caterpie, like, straight up depressed. 
Aww. Like Caterpie wants to die now because of Misty. I, it's so I, sad. Yeah, and these are the parts that, okay, Misty, you do need to be empathetic about this creature. I still, I get that phobias are like a serious thing. Mm -hmm. And the dialogue shouldn't be Misty, stop being an asshole. It should be a bit more like, Misty, you're hurting this thing's feelings, and you have a problem that you need to work through. Mm -hmm. And Ash, you you need to be nice about it. You need to be sympathetic, yeah. Maybe everyone's shit here. Maybe there's not no assholes here. Maybe it's everyone's shit. It's uh, both. It's yeah, both. It's a flip of the coin, but it it's is both. a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're trying to catch more Pokemon next. We find a Pidgeotto. Wild Pidgeotto. Yeah, and this is where we learn that Ash's uh, pure luck before mm-hmm. of just throwing the ball was pure luck. He is an idiot. He tries to catch the Pidgeotto without a battle. So th- they jump to a Pidgeotto. We've seen Pidgeys before mm-hmm. in the show, right? But no yeah. Pidgeots, is that correct? Not yet. Yeah. And this first time we see Pidgeotto, it lands and then it eats a worm. Not a Whoa. Pokemon. It's a worm. It's just a worm. We don't know okay, that's a Pokemon. Interesting. It might be a Pokemon, but we don't know what species it is. So there it just are looks like a worm. non-Pokemon animals in Pokemon. It would seem so. Hmm. And this is that's also a foreshadowing about the tight matchups, which is Ash's idiot moment number two. So he tries to catch a Pidgeotto without a ball. Uh, I mean, with just a ball, like without bad. Like, mm-hmm. But then to make up for it, he throws Caterpie out. <laughs> like a dumbass. <laughs> Very stupid. So a tight matchup in Pokemon. A certain Every Pokemon has an element association, right? Or a type. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's strengths and weaknesses, resistances between these types. Flying Pokemon are strong against bugs. Is that correct? Yes. Were they always? That's a Gen 1 and on? Yes. But the, uh, the, the thing to note is that at this level, assuming that it is around the level you would catch it in Viridian Forest... Um, Pidgeotto shouldn't have any flying type moves. It'll have Gust, but in Generation 1, the Gust was a normal move, not flying. Whew. Heard it here, folks. Mm-hmm. First, folks. Yep. I'm really jumping over my words today. <laughs> that's that's what happens when you don't sleep and try to make up for it with caffeine. Mm-hmm. Life lessons at To Kill a Deli Bird. Hope that's why you're all here. So Ash hasn't learned at all. Tries to throw the ball, fails, throws out Caterpie, fails... But he does eventually throw Pikachu out. Pikachu weakens it. He catches the Pidgeotto. And then Pikachu also does the peace sign, which was very, very cute. Very cute. Pika! Great. And Ash and Misty have a bit of a heart-to-heart here. Where, where she Misty berates him. Calls him a fucking moron. Says you need to learn about how Pokemon work. Like how, how reality here uh, is in order to, you know, succeed. And he says, if you just try hard enough, things will work out, right? No, things won't work out if you try hard enough, Misty says. Gives him an absolute reality check, which is real dark for a kid's show, I think. Well, that advice, that piece of advice to me was kind of like those swindler YouTubers who are like, join Mm -hmm. my YouTube course. It's about (laughs) pure effort. And you'll be a successful YouTuber. Mm -hmm. That's like when we're kids and we're told by our parents, you know, if you work hard, you can achieve anything, anything. which is a fucking lie. Exactly. It's that like everyone was going to be a rocket scientist and Mm -hmm. cure cancer or something. My grade eight social studies teacher, who was also the principal at the school, taught us, or was it grade nine? I think it was grade nine. Doesn't matter. He taught us. Big distinction. Big distinction. He taught us. That you can't be an astronaut. It's just not realistic. <laughs> that was a okay. lesson that he made sure to instill in our in our heads. I mean, he was someone a strange might guy, be an but astronaut. But... Oh, yeah, but not us. <laughs> really? Yeah. One of you might have been able to be an astronaut. Yeah. So Team Rocket's back now. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing them become a little incompetent. It seems mm-hmm. that now they have a, a goal that they're going to laser focus on. Yeah. They're kind of stupid now. Yeah. And I, I do want to dig into that goal a bit because it comes up here. They want Pikachu really badly. Mm-hmm. And they say that it's a special Pikachu, quote unquote. Meowth goes on this weird little tirade alluding that Pikachu is maybe like high level for a Pikachu. Is that kind of what you got out of that? 
something along those lines. I think he said like powerful for its like level or something. So maybe it's yeah, just like something like that. Maybe it's like perfect IVs. Uh, and what is that? An I <laughs> okay. Fill in the audience. An IV. Not me. I is... I know what this is. This yeah, sure is for you the do. Audience. Absolutely. Yeah. An IV is an individual value. Every Pokemon has zero to thirty-one in each stat when they are quote unquote born. Thirty-one is the best you can have. Zero is the worst. It's basically just how good is that is that stat for that Pokemon. Um. Now, in Generation 1 and 2, they were actually DVs. They were determinant values, and they were 0 to 15, I believe. But, you know, same idea. Okay, interesting. So, basically, there are random chances of certain Pokemon, when you catch them, having better growth rates yes. for their stats. Yep. And uh, so, the, the in-game lore here might be that Pikachu has one of these uh, IV He has perfect DVs. Things. Perfect EVs. DVs. DVs. Wow. EVs okay. are a whole other thing. Oh, goodness. I don't understand any of this. EVs didn't exist until gist, Gen 3. I think EVs I were in gist. Gen 3. Stat experience is what Gen 1 and 2 were based on. So they have a sense, though, that Pikachu's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't won't get into this now. I guess I'm just curious. Are you aware of any answer to this? Do they ever give an in-universe reason in the show for like why pikachu is special oh not that i know of it's just a real good pikachu so they have a sense that he's worth money i guess yeah i think so something like that but pikachus in general wouldn't be that they're not that rare right they are in game they're like a five percent encounter rate in verdian forest i think yeah, but that's not so rare that they would be like, oh, this is like a Pokemon I really need to pursue all the mm-hmm. time. Unless yeah. they're just dumb. Like, we saw, like, eight Pikachus working at that Pokestop. <laughs> well, those ones weren't wild. Yeah, I know, but, like, so there are Pikachus. But, mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't know about their monetary value. I would be interested in that. Economics of the Pokemon world. That's going to be our next spinoff podcast. <clears throat> Catch us uh, where you download podcasts. Mm-hmm. No, speaking that podcast of, doesn't Speaking exist. of where you download podcasts, we're on Spotify yeah, we're on, now. We're on Spotify now, and we will be getting on Apple soon. We'll have updates on that. But Spotify's our first place, so please check us out there. Set your podcasts to automatically download. Really helps the channel. I actually don't know why, but I just hear a lot of other podcasts <laughs> say that, so it must. And numbers do things. Number go up numbers and makes brain happy. So. Stonks. Yeah. Okay, so we're in the battle with Team Rocket. This is a high-action episode. Um, man, Team Rocket loves puns. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking that this is kind of like... The writers of this show really taught kids to associate puns with evil. <laughs> like, Team Rocket is like a pun machine. Mm-hmm. So Jesse goes, that really bugs me. Uh, classic Team Rocket. Right. And so we've got a high-octane battle now. Uh, but it's against League rules. Team Rocket's using <laughs> two Pokemon. Right. What, what makes Which me... eventually becomes League. Mm-hmm. What makes me weird about... I don't know. That's a weird word to use, but I don't get it about this episode. Or not necessarily I don't get it. Words are hard. What makes Team Rocket make no sense is that they don't care. They don't seem to care about league rules of using one Pokemon, and they'll send out two Pokemon at a time. But later, when Ash tries to fight them hand to hand, Meowth goes, Mm-mm-mm-mm. "Pokemon battle rules say that only Pokemon can battle." What since when do you care about the rules? You just use two Pokemon. Yeah. So is that just them choosing what is convenient for mm-hmm. them? Yeah, I do think they so. actually see some value in certain rules over the others. I, I think I think they just want to just them being convenient. Whatever's yeah, convenient for them. Yeah. They're 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 shit. They're pieces of shit. Well, and that's where uh I believe Jesse also says all's fair in love, war, and Pokemon battles. True. Big true. Yeah, big heart there. Okay, so I I want to get to the end of this battle. Do you do you have uh walk us through what happens in the battle? Well, Ash sends out Pidgeotto, but Pidgeotto yeah. won't battle. Pidgeotto is tired, I think. I mean, he just got caught, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he sends out Caterpie. And, you know, we, we think about that that as a terrible idea. Especially in Gen 1, because Poison-type was 
was good against bug type, but also the other way around too. But oh, Caterpie really? doesn't Caterpie doesn't have bug moves at this point. Um except for String Shot, which in the anime, String Shot is this like ultra powerful move that will completely incapacitate Pokemon, which is not how it works in the game. Yeah, this was something I, I do remember about the games, and I have more comments about I, I guess the uh, the pattern of the idea here when we jump into the next episode as well is that the show's interpretation of buffs and debuffs mm-hmm. is very strange in contrast with the game mechanics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the, the string shot is, yeah, like this awesome move. And you're watching that as a kid. You're like, oh, string shot's pretty dope. Caterpie, not bad. I'm going to play the game now. I'm going to get a Caterpie. I'm, I'm going to get string, string shot. shot. Oh, my God, this thing sucks. Yeah. What does it do? Just decreases their speed? Yep, lowers their speed by one level. Okay, and that is not even a great debuff. It can be. In but very, not, it's a specific, it's situational. But though, not right? in, not in the early game, I don't think. No. Not in the early game. Not like, not like that. Not where you get Caterpie. You tend to get rid of string shot pretty quick. Yeah. But not before Caterpie evolves. And that's <laughs> what Caterpie does. He evolves into a Metapod less than 20 minutes after being caught, which that is actually quite realistic when compared to the games. Because Caterpie evolves like real fast. Really quickly, right? Real yeah. fast. Level seven. So overall, a good episode, I I think. Um, it is pretty contained, right? We're mm-hmm. just in the forest, um, but the the battles are fun. The dialogue is fun. I like seeing uh, the conflict that Ash and Misty has, and and you know, hopefully, how that's going to grow. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts with the episode? Well, the title of the episode is Ash catches a Pokemon, which is a boldface lie because he catches two Pokemon. That's not a lie. That's just only well, part of the truth. They should have called it Ash Catches Two Pokemon. He did catch a Pokemon. He yeah. also caught another Pokemon. Uh, I don't know. It's I not think, a bold-faced lie. I think it's it shady. Shady. It's, it's misleading. Shady. Yeah. Own up to it, Pokemon producers. <laughs> fake news. We're taking fake you down. News. Spider-Man is a menace. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, let's get to the scoring then. So uh, just to let our audience uh, reminder on how this works, we have a bunch of uh, categories that are uh, we placed on on ping pong balls, and these are just sort of arbitrary scoring categories. Last time we draw, we drew one category per episode. We discussed this. We're going to try two this time and, and see how this goes. And we would really like more ideas for categories. So, listeners, you know what to do. Get in that comment section. Shout us out with some more ideas about um, uh, categories. And, uh, yeah, that, that would be great to hear. And if you do that, bless your heart. Bless your bless soul. Bless your heart. So yeah, I'm gonna pull out the uh, the plastic ping pong pitcher of objective ratings, and Ooh, give it a love the name. Get that ASMR going. The P P O R. And our first category for Ash catches a Pokemon is the plot. That's an actual category. Just scoring the plot. We're scoring the plot. The plot of the episode. Um. Hmm. It's not. A plot-heavy episode, no. actually. No. It, it It's a little bit slice of life, and it's a little bit boils down to this one relationship issue between Ash and Misty. Um, but in terms so of I, important events that happened, we got quite a bit. Ash catches two Pokemon, and he evolves one of them as well. That's true. That's true. So, so I think I, those kind of balance each other out. I'm going to go with, like, do. six Okay, I was going to say five, the perfect balance. So oh, I'm, I'm okay with a six. Yeah, All right, I can six out of ten for the plot. And we're going to average that with the second category, which will be the animation. Ooh, um, also a five. <laughs> I'll go with that, yeah. And and it it's good. It we're is still good. early there, in the anime. There's so. some really cute moments with Caterpie, especially. I love oh, yeah. how Caterpie looks. Uh, Caterpie's eyes are beautiful. Um, last episode of To Kill a Deli Bird, we discussed the term Sakuga, as when they put a little bit more money into a sequence. And despite this being an action-heavy episode, I, I there wasn't a moment where I where I felt that. 
Yeah, I think the closest that it comes to is the uh, catching the Caterpie because it does that that uh, that cheesy like we're gonna cut to three angles and replay the the catching three times, which right, isn't, which is... isn't isn't like the Sakuga whatever you say it is, but it's funny. I find it funny. Yeah, and it's good. The style, there's style to it. There's some good mm-hmm. stylistic choices. And, uh, yeah, all the stuff around Caterpie is really cute. Um, uh, but it, it's hard to give an episode a higher rating uh, for that without without that Sakuga moment, which it just exactly. doesn't have. So, tisk, tisk, yeah, Pokemon. Five. All right, well, then, <laughs> average those two out. Uh, Ash Catches a Pokemon is a 5.5 out of 10. And what is the unit? 5.5 out of 10 uh, Caterpie string shots. Yeah, sure. Go Perfect. Yeah. And that's episode three. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on to episode four, Challenge of the Samurai. Another fun one, kind of a goofy one. We kick it off and uh, Ash says, do you remember this pun? He he has a terrible (laughs) pun at the start of the episode. He doesn't even make sense. He says something about having a cow terpy and he's in a cow costume. Yeah, it's stupid. And unnecessary, but I'm here for it. It makes a lot more sense in the original Japanese. So I'm reading it on Bul- I'm reading on Bulbapedia that Perfect. in the Japanese version, he instead makes an untranslatable pun. Misty says "mushi mushi mushi," which means "bug bug bug," and then Ash says "ushi," meaning "cow." So, oh, awesome! I. I'm glad you looked into that. I had a hunch that this episode would have some interesting translation stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Being about a samurai. Like, yeah. that that's not that big brain of me. <laughs> yeah. So that's how the episode starts. And then we see a Weedle for the very first time. Get the point? Something like that. I think the uh, Pokedex says. Yeah. Something about their uh, whoever's on the receiving end will always get the point where they need it. Something right. like that. So- so Ash wants to catch another Pokemon. He wants to be and, the best. Uh, Pikachu's taking a nap. Yep, that's where that meme that comes from. Power move. Classic. Classic <laughs> I love meme. Pikachu in this episode. He he's is so sassy. Good. He's doing his own thing. He's like, Ash, you're you're fine. I'm just going to have fun. <laughs> so Misty stomps off annoyed and then mm-hmm. almost gets uh, slashed in half by a, by a guy with a katana. Yep. For some reason, why yeah, there is why a samurai is in Viridian Forest just wielding a sword? Not only a dude. Is this a ten-year-old? Probably. <laughs> this is like a child, right? Yeah. Dressed up as a samurai. He has his own forest. cabin. He's yeah, I was going to get to that. Not only real is there estate. a kid who who is dressed up like a samurai, he seems to live in the forest and uh, attack. <laughs> attack travelers <laughs> yeah i think this guy this guy's got some issues i think does he have issues or does is he just realized a way to live that the rest of society is totally out to lunch oh yeah this this dude's living in 2040 we're all stuck in 2023 <laughs> yeah the future samurai mm-hmm. forest that'll be like a uh an etsy um, not Etsy. What's the Pinterest? That'll be like a Pinterest fad, like Samurai <laughs> Forest cabins. <laughs> so he seems to be searching for Ash. He asks Misty if if she's the trainer from Palette he's looking for. So he goes right. finding Ash, and it looks like he's gonna kill Ash. Yeah, and he he calls her a shrieking maiden. Mm-hmm. He has very neckbeard of, of him. In, yeah, very very milady. Milady. Uh, <laughs> And he has sort of a, a bit of an awkward way of talking that I think is supposed to sound old-timey. Probably. Did, does Bulbapedia have anything about that in terms of localization notes? Not that I was seeing. Okay, so that's probably just an assumption we could mm-hmm. make. I, I think that his vocabulary is supposed to be sounding sort of medieval, which in Japanese that would be probably like a feudal uh, Japanese sort of talk but it i it's hard to say without some explicit notes neither of us know japanese nope. nor will probably ever know japanese nope. um or or another language do you even nope. speak french god no. i don't i took yeah, the no. i had the seven years of required french in elementary through high school and i remember none of it 
Right, so this is Canada. Most people have required French. Do you know that some for some reason my school didn't do that? That's weird. I had these really hardcore Christian fundamentalist classes where oh, they told fun. us to never have sex and <laughs> uh, you know reasons that people go to hell and that sort those sort of fun topics. But I never learned a word of French. <laughs> it's more yeah. important to know that if you have sex, you will get pregnant and die. We had an entire class, I, I remember this vividly, where people were asking the teacher, uh, like, if what was a sin or not? Like, would would this make me go to hell? Okay, what about <laughs> this? Like, what about tattoos? You like, know all what? these different things. You know what that reminds me of? Huh. It reminds me of that episode of Community, where they're showing off, like, all the classes, all the random classes they can they teach. And it's yeah. the one episode of, like, Can You Fry That? Or that one class of Can You Fry That? Where it's just the, the <laughs> teacher asks, answering questions from people. Like, can I fry ice cream? Yes. Can I fry keys? Yes. Can I fry fries? Get out. It's always right, one so person. I, I had that actual experience, but not can I fry that. It's more like, will I fry in the internal fires that. of hell <laughs> if I do that? <laughs> yeah, and w- one of the things was that giving people... I, I remember this vividly. I know this is a tangent, but story time. One of the things we asked him was, is giving people alcohol a sin? He said oh. that that's a sin because it leads to their drunkenness. Oh. And I said, okay, okay, five brain, chess move. Let's go, mate in three. <laughs> Jesus gave, turned the water oh. into wine. Classic story. Turns the water into wine, saves a wedding. He goes, I shit you not. The teacher goes, well, that's a loophole because they were already drunk. <clears throat> classic christianity and the silence the silence there was uh was huge that that was an actual thing he told me that is burnt into my brain absolutely skewered into my brain what a strange experience so that was all to say that was all to say neither of us are bilingual (laughs) neither of us know japanese weird way to get back to there but well, that was exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. And so we don't really know the localization stuff for the samurai, but he's he's got this old-timey kind of speak. And and it actually, they only kind of carry it out in the first few times we meet him, and he sort of drops it. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, once his life is in danger, he kind of drops the character. All right, so what's coming next? Well, he wants to battle. He doesn't want to kill yeah. Ash. He wants to have a Pokemon battle. And he sends right. out a pincer. Fucker's got a pincer. And that pincer looks sweet. You can't get that till Safari Zone. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And we see a vision Ash has of pincer straight up murdering Metapod. Snapping it Yeah, that was haunting. That was haunting. Mm -hmm. And so Samurai tells pincer to use tackle. Pincer Mm -hmm. does not and never has learned tackle in the games. Rife with inaccuracies. Ever. Never, never, never. And so, yeah, I, that wasn't a huge sin, though, in the sense that no, it's a massive is sin. such a generic move. No, no, it's a sin. He could have okay. used he could have used something else. He could producers. Used, he could have used writers, vice grip. Localizers, come on. He could have used vice grip. So he does use a move next, though, where he's uh, got it in his. Uh, yeah, that's probably vice grip. Right? That's okay. probably vice grip. And yeah, and how does Ash respond? Well, he makes Kakuna, or not Kakuna, Metapod. He, make, he tells Metapod to use Harden. And that breaks yep. Pinsir's horns somehow. Right, and this is, again, this is like the string shot debuff. This is a buff being mm-hmm. shown to be really cool, actually. <laughs> yep. Like that the Harden can just uh, break the Pinsir's like that. This is... This is some OP nonsense for how they look at buffs. Because mm-hmm. especially early game, from what I remember, buffs and debuffs were not very useful. They I mean, do... also, as kids, we just never used them in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you weren't really thinking about the tactics. If it of, doesn't of do damage, RPG. I don't want it. Yeah. That's why my Charizard had Ember, Flamethrower, Fire Spin, and Fire Blast. Yeah, and for those of you listening, thinking that we're clowns, you did that too. You when did you it seven, too. Come don't on, lie. come on. Don't yeah. lie. Don't lie. Don't lie to yourself. Yeah, get out of here with your fedora. <laughs> so after Pinsir gets recalled, we get the iconic Metapod v Metapod battle. Where this absolutely is incredible. Nothing happens. This might be my favorite moment so far in the Pokemon show. We're on episode four. 
Not a lot, but this, this, I love this part. The hard off. <laughs> Please never say that again. <laughs> that's a phrase that's going to jail. <laughs> so yeah, these two menopods are standing there. They're just using hard. Neither can attack, attack each other. We see that their shadows are moving like sundials to show the passage mm-hmm. of time. And then it it goes over to Misty and Pikachu like lounging in beach chairs, yeah. like they're at like a resort. <laughs> <laughs> they've got sunglasses on. They've got these big fruity drinks. Amazing. <laughs> Pikachu in a beach chair is, is pretty damn cute with the sunglasses. Yeah, so cool. It's great yeah. Pikachu moments like that are just well, chef's kiss. Yeah, and we got two in this episode. We got Pikachu taking the nap, and oh, we got yeah. Pikachu just uh, just lounging. Classic. So then we cut to Team Rocket. We're seeing Team Rocket for the first time this episode. They're running around in a paper tank. And that's all we see of them for this for, for now. Because we're back to the well, fight. Well, they say, they say the paper tank is there to protect from drills. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And I think that's our first mention of drills in this episode. Yes. Jessie's puns. Again, she goes, uh, you know, she's berating Meowth for sitting on top of the tank. He goes, well, I'm being the lookout. And she goes... Well, look out for this and kind ah. of pushes me out. Oh, God. See, puns are evil. <laughs> puns, not even once. Don't do them, kids. <laughs> Should, uh, don't bring that up again around my, my dad. He'll, he would die a little bit. Your dad would be a member of Team Rocket. Mm-hmm. So Kellen's dad loves puns, and uh, by association would be a member of Team Rocket. That's how that works, I'm pretty sure. Maybe he's Giovanni. Oh, twist. Dun, dun, dun. What a twist. So we go back to the fight. They're still trying to see who can get harder. And then the bee drill. <laughs> Stop saying things <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then the bee drill swarm comes in. The weedle that Ash failed to catch has gone and communicated to its brethren that there are people trying to catch them and defeat them. And so this big swarm mm-hmm. of bee drill come in. And honestly, let's be real. Beedrill sucks as a Pokemon, but if that thing existed in real life, that would be terrifying as shit. It's pretty scary, yeah. Like those and giant stingers? What them. the piss is that? <laughs> and a horde of them, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of them. They're running away. We see the Kakunas uh, pretty soon here too, right? Yeah. The Beedrill, well, the Beedrill kidnaps Metapod. And yeah. Ash can't get him back into the ball. And then he goes into this whole existential thing later of, of I'm a terrible trainer, which, yeah, that's what we've been saying for the last three episodes. <laughs> yeah, this was a good growth. Kind Self-awareness, of baby. Yeah, yeah. But why I wanted to bring that up is we've now seen the three Beedrill evolutions. All in one we've episode. We've only seen two of the uh, uh, Caterpie evolutions, right? Well, we'll see the so, other one at the end of the episode. Right, but what I wanted to call out is this was along with the part where in the last episode where Caterpie's looking to the sky, mad foreshadowing. Because you're right away going, hey, this other Pokemon's got the three evolutions, Caterpie's got it too. Mm-hmm. Are you team Beedrill or team Butterfree? Butterfree, by a mile. Yeah, me too, me too. Butterfree's I way actually, better. when I played Gen 1, I, I usually got a Butterfree. Now Mega Beedrill, that's where it's at. What the heck is that? Mega Beach? Oh my god. Sounds like a kaiju. Sounds well, like Mothra. You'll you'll get to that. We'll see Megas in uh, the Gen 6 anime <laughs> when we get there. <laughs> okay. That's a long time ago. In like four years. Mega Beedrill is threatening the city. Oh. Where's Godzilla? But Sound seriously, Mega Beedrill is actually like really, really cool and really good. So Mega Beedrill over Butterfree, but Butterfree over regular Beedrill. Design though? Which design do you prefer? Between Butterfree and Beedrill? Yeah. Butterfree. Yeah, I, I, this is a bias too, but I tend to just pick like, uh, I guess hero characters over villains and not that they are heroes or villains, but in the context of the show and, uh, you know, the violence that we're shown coming from Beedrill, that's sort of what they're pushing is that Butterfree is like the, the light choice and Beedrill's the dark choice. <laughs> Good and evil. I also seem to remember Butterfree having some psychic moves. Is yeah. that correct? It learns confusion. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it makes Butterfree Great. really good against uh, Brock. Cute Pokemon, powerful. Yeah. Team it's basically if you went if you chose Charmander in red and blue, grab a Butterfree with confusion, bing bam boom, Brock is a piece of cake. <laughs> 
You heard, heard it here, folks. That's a that's a Nuzlocke uh, pro tip. Mm-hmm. All right, so we see the samurai's house next, right? Well, they're running away from the Beedrill. Um, the Beedrill kidnap Metapod, doing better than Team Rocket ever will. And they end up in a hive of Kakuna. But that's where the Metapod is now. Ah. We're in this big Kakuna hive. And then they all evolve, and we have a second Beedrill swarm to deal with. <laughs> then we make it to the cabin. So the yeah, samurai kid has this real before. estate. The samurai's got real estate. This 10-year-old who dresses up and attacks uh, travelers. Um, weird dude. I, mm. I guess he's fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And, and they have this whole existential thing in here, right? Mm-hmm. This is where they get the, the samurai talks about how he's fought everybody that's come from Palette so far. And Ash is by far the absolute worst trainer. Up them all. Yeah, so it's kind of alluded that he's not alluded. It's like directly stated that he's fought Gary. Mm-hmm. He's fought the other two, the the people that chose the other two Pokemon. Do we ever see those trainers? If we do, I don't know about it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had no idea that that made it seem like though that could be like some cool characters to pop up later. But I guess they never capitalize on that. Yeah. So in the morning. They stay at the cabin for the night. In the morning, Ash goes back to get his Metapod. But Meowth comes in and just fucking maims him across the face. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a terrible pun. He's like, what's my favorite game? Scratch and Sniffle. Something like that. <laughs> Scratch is Stupid. A, this is the puns. Again, they're, puns are evil. So, Team puns Rocket... shall take over the world. Jesse and James start going through their whole spiel. They're prepared for trouble stuff. And this is the first time I think we see the characters don't take them seriously at all. Ash, like, straight up just interrupts them. He's like, don't, don't, don't do this right now. This is not well, the Ash time like, for this. I got bigger problems. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out a lot of shit, both personally and regarding my Pokemon and with this new source of conflict from the, the samurai. You're old news and you're a joke. You keep mm-hmm. making puns. So just get out of here. <laughs> But they, they're dumb. Team Rocket's dumb. And they just keep getting louder and louder. And it wakes up the Beedrill. And we got another Beedrill swarm to deal with. That's three, folks. Three. Ash is able to dodge them, though. He ducks underneath them. And the Beedrill go after Jesse and James. But their tank has been eaten by Weedles. Because they made it out of paper mm-hmm. to cut costs. And they go blasting off again. They don't say it, but that's what they So do. stupid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and th- and this is where we now get Ash's sort of learning moment, mm-hmm. right? Because he's trying to save the Metapod. Yeah, he grabs his Metapod. Metapod won't go back in the ball for some reason. So Ash grabs him and runs. He trips, he falls, throws Metapod. Metapod rolls a little bit. And then Ash finally realizes that, yes, he is shit. Yeah, he's right away about to go back to his default of blaming others. He says mm-hmm. this is all a samurai's fault. And he quickly realizes that, no, this is about accountability of my own actions. I can step up to the plate here. Yeah. And so Metapod, now that Ash has become self-aware, Metapod is touched. And Metapod (laughs) uses Tackle, which he's had this whole time and could have used in the samurai fight against the other Metapod. But nope. Do Metapods ever get Tackle in games? Well, if they evolve from Caterpie, yeah. Which this one did. Oh, but the the uh, organic or, you, or the wild, the if you wild catch, metapods don't. If you catch a wild metapod, it'll just have harden. But if you evolve it from a caterpie, it'll still have tackle and string shot. Hmm. Gotcha. So he uses tackle. Yep, he uses tackle and then evolves again. Second time we in two see episodes. The butterfree. And we we get Ash's iconic butterfree. Yeah, so cool looking. Interestingly enough, Dexter says when scanning the Butterfree, one week after Caterpie evolves into Metapod, it evolves into Butterfree. But as far as we're aware, it's only been like less than 24 hours. We haven't yeah, been told maybe, about a time a jump. a day. We haven't yeah. been told about a time jump, but as far as we're aware, this is the next day. Rife with inaccuracies. Unless this is their way of saying, oh, it's been a week. But in which case, what sort how of have they been in that forest for a week? Is this show pushing? How have they been in this forest for a week? That seems ridiculous. Oh, propaganda. Mm-hmm. This is all a joke. Absolutely. <laughs> we don't mind this. Okay. <laughs> so, 
the Butterfree comes out, Ash is like, use sleep powder. So is he, he learns, he knows the moves like right away. Is that because of the Pokedex? Ah, maybe. I guess. He didn't say anything, but. Yeah, that's why I thought it was weird that Ash is so stupid about most things, but he knows the Pokemon moves instantly. He knows Mm -hmm. moves without them being discussed. I guess it might be that in his Pokemon fanaticism as a young child those were the things that he focused on since he is such like a brute force bullheaded sort of problem solver he maybe just liked moves maybe so yeah butterfree uses sleep powder to take out every single beedrill at once so you know sleep powder very op in the anime so powerful so powerful and then they're off to pewter and that's pretty much the episode yeah and the samurai is like wow you were incredible you commanded that butterfree instantly I believe the only command, the only thing Ash does is says, <laughs> Butterfree, use sleep powder. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, Butterfree couldn't have figured that out? <laughs> I don't know. That was dumb as heck. Well, I mean, the trainers have to command their Pokemon to dodge attacks. So maybe, they, maybe it is pretty stupid. <laughs> Swerve left. <laughs> go, duck, go. <laughs> duck, dive, dodge. <laughs> dip, dip, duck, dive. No, dodge, dip, duck, dive, dodge. Dodge. If you can dodge a Pikachu, you can dodge a... Dip, duck, dive... Dick... Dip... Stay tuned for our spinoff podcasts. <laughs> Words that start with D. Airing every Wednesday on Spotify. Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. I think that's it. I don't remember. Okay. Whatever. End of the episode. Fun episode. Very silly. Um... Kind of self-contained, but we get the butter free, so it's all good. Yeah, important uh, important moments in the episode. Ash's metapod evolves into a butterfree, and he takes some accountability. Mm-hmm. Thought that was good. Yeah. Are you ready and to? You rate? know what? So so the well, I want to say one other thing is that these uh, the show does take sort of this uh, you know episodic approach where there's a lot of repetition. Like Team Rocket is the big mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. And this is like an old TV thing where before streaming, when producers couldn't assume that their viewers would see every single episode. I, I've heard that actually they went by the rule that even your biggest fans will only catch one out of three episodes, at least mm-hmm. as it's airing. So they wanted to put in very familiar, very formulaic sort of shticks so that people could, you know, have some association and connection with the show, even if they hadn't seen every episode. As a kid, though, I was even aware, and what drew me to some of these these kind of anime series is over some of the Western cartoons, was that they did that, but they also had overarching stories. Yeah. Uh, like, we do see character growth. It's kind of not that deep, but it, it is there. Yeah, and, they, and the, the entire point of the show is that Ash is on a journey, and we're going to see this whole journey through, so. Right, and the journey's got progression, mm-hmm. so. All right, yeah. are we going right, to rate? Scoring. All right, yeah. ping pong pitcher. The plastic ping pong picture of objective ratings is back out. The PPPOR. And our first category for Challenge of the Samurai is Furry Bait. Oh. I don't know if there was any. One. So furries, do we need to explain furry? We don't I don't think to. so. You either will get this or not. Um... No, I think this is low. This is very low I, on the furry base. This is a tough one for us to rate. Um, I don't really know that much about this community, <laughs> and I'm I'm good. Um, yeah, me too. I'm, I I don't need to know much. I don't think there was any fair furry no. bait. Yeah. I think I think it's a really, zero out of ten on the furry bait scale. Yeah, I mean, really, all we would be able to do is is with furry bait is like I, I think that that category will have a lot of legs with later pokemon with those like evolutions that get very anthropomorphic yep all right well zero out of ten for the first category yep our second category will be team rocket schemes okay um this is an interesting one in the sense that the scheme is kind of fun the tank thing is so dumb that it's a little bit funny um it's a it's not a good scheme no um and it has no even their sense of purpose and goal in this one is barely there. Two. Two? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they weren't even really. Sucks. 
they weren't even really like scheming or anything. They just kind of found Pikachu and they're like, oh yeah, we should try to get this guy. According to the PPPOR, which is the leading peer-reviewed system for objectively ranking Pokemon anime episodes. The this was a pretty bad episode. Mm-hmm. One out of ten. One out of ten for Challenge of the Samurai. Yeah. Here's a fun fact for you, though, about this episode. It was banned in South Korea for featuring a samurai. Really? Yeah. According to Bulbapedia. Okay, that is interesting. Did not... I didn't know that they banned stuff with samurais. I know that there is a long history of tension between South Korea and Japan um, for a lot of reasons. A lot of, you know, military and, and those kind of reasons. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess that makes sense that they were just like, that's too overtly, overtly Japanese and back to a time when, when, uh, you know, when, when bad things happened, <laughs> that we don't want to remind people about, <laughs> um, okay. Didn't know that. Wow. That's weird, but interesting. So that does it for, for these two episodes, I think, unless you have anything else. Nope. Nope. I, I, it was a fun mm-hmm. episode. I liked getting a chance to talk about it. So Yeah uh folks episodes go up um ramming for every monday they'll they'll be early at the start of weeks if we don't hit the monday marks um you can currently find episodes on youtube and spotify and we are aiming at other platforms and we'll we'll update the community as uh as that happens uh, shout us out in the comments we'd we love to hear your feedback we're looking for more ideas to go into the pppor as well so more categories and uh, yeah, Kellen, where where can people find you? Actually, it's four P's. Oh, P P P P O R. That's tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So next week we're taking on Showdown in Pewter City and Clefairy and the Moonstone. This will be the next two hype. episodes. So if you're if you're listening along and you want to watch along, get hyped. So we'll be watching next week. Um, otherwise, you can find me in the usual places: YouTube, Skittlewickers. I'm going to change that soon. We have some ideas in in mind. You say that every every week. I say that every week, and we're gonna. Say I'm it really excited to meet probably. Brock next episode. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. meet Brock. That's exciting, yeah. very exciting. So those two episodes next week, and then after that, we're gonna have to do a little discussing if we want to do three, because I definitely want to do ten, eleven, and twelve in the same episode. Okay, I think but that's fair. We will see when yeah. we get closer. We'll see when we get closer. Otherwise. Graham, what are you up to? Um, just just loving this bullshit. Hell yeah. Just loving this bullshit. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> he loved this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, catch you next episode. And if you made it this far, God bless your souls. Bless your hearts and souls.